everybody, welcome in. We are live, officially live at the NBA Finals. Uh, and I don't. There's a guy hey. walking by. I don't know what's more exciting: the fact that Bobby Manning is out in San Francisco at the finals, or that Nick Gelso is making his first appearance in seven years on the Garden Report. <laughs> I am uncanceled. Yes. Nick, Nick is a big Welcome game back. player only. He only shows up for the big ones, and this is a big one. So here he is. Yeah, right. I mean, I really lucked out. I We're not going to call this a trial run. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we'll see. You'll, you'll, if Nick returns, you'll know. You'll know. If Nick doesn't okay. return, you'll know. You'll know why. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't make me. Don't expect me to do anything crazy. I'm all set up on my best behavior tonight. I want to be. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be allowed. Also, so, don't yell at us for anything Nick says about this. Yeah, that is true. Or anything else. So, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> for for the unfortunate few of you that are on here to start the stream, I know a lot of people kind of trickle in a little bit later here. Um, so before we get into some of our serious basketball related stuff, we're going to talk about really dumb things like, uh, you know, pickles and pizza and like, you know, what's the scene like? We'll start. <laughs> we'll start with Bobby. Yeah, scene setter. Give us a scene setter. You're out there. And again, for everybody at home, it's media day. So you get everything and everybody, everybody talks. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of the big rollout here. And then it kind of turns let me, more, uh, let me, let me more give into you a basketball. Full. So, yeah, give us the full report. <clears throat> let me give you – give me the full screen here. I'll show you inside the arena real yep, quick and just everything yeah. that's getting, getting going right here. They oh, got yeah. the whole yeah. ESPN crew out setting up the stage. You got the Celtics and Warriors branding everywhere. And that great court, Golden State, out here, Chase Center, just a couple years old. I mean, a place that became illustrious. The allure around this team, even three years ago, was unstoppable, larger than life, dynasty, obviously. There's a million different words you could use to describe it. And so that's what the Celtics are going up against out here. But it's changed. And, John, we talked about this on Spaces yesterday. The allure is still there around this Warriors team, but things are much different. It's a younger group around the edges. Curry, Green, Clay, they're kind of in a new space in their careers. And the Celtics are the upstart. And there's a lot of comparisons between where the Warriors were in 2015 when they weren't even in this building yet and the, the, Draymond was remembering when he first got to the Warriors handing out tickets for free and where they were as a franchise back then where the Celtics are now who have kind of hit that wall multiple times to get here, couldn't get over the hump, almost reached the point where this whole thing collapsed in the winter and it got broken up and all the million different ways this could have gone, but they stayed together. It's a similar group that's been together since 2017, 2018 ish. You can even go back to 2014 in Marcus Smart's case. So I love all the parallels between these two groups. You think of what the Warriors have built here on a homegrown roster that's been developed that stayed together they had a coaching change too mark jackson to steve kerr and now the celtics have made theirs going from brad stevens team Odoka, and you just wonder if they're at this moment where there's a passing of the torch from what the warriors did for a decade to what the celtics could potentially do for a decade here but they got to win this one this you can't just come here and fall short and say oh geez it's the warriors that's my big point yeah. going into the series this well, Bobby, isn't the Durant Warriors. You can beat this team. Yeah, Bobby, I'd take you off full screen, but Nick is just leaning back right now, and I don't think anybody wants to see that. So, yep, there he is. <laughs> uh, all right, here he is. He's back in the frame. Um, so uh, on, that's Nick. pretty. That's pretty cool. I'll uh, I'll defer. I'll defer to Nick here uh, for first comments or first questions towards Bobby. Um, because, like I said, he's our guest here. He's uh, he's 
He's the originator of the Garden Report, the OG. Um, and so here you are. You've got the the young Padawan here, Bobby Manning, at the finals. You know, uh, you guys, you guys have the at old it. steer and the and the young yeah. doe. The yeah, man, deer. And the you look like a deer in headlights, a little Bobby. He looks perfect to me. He does look perfect. So you done summer league. Obviously, this is way, 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 way bigger. But there is a networking you know, side of the NBA finals, I'd imagine. So any similarity at all? Not yet. I'm sure we'll get there. I actually didn't see all the big national faces out here for the no. media day. I'm sure they'll arrive tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It was more the beat people, the Golden State side. Boston, so was it intimate kind of? Yeah, I, I'd say it was. I had a good conversation with Jalen. Intimate. Just almost, about, yeah, almost kind of sexy. Any, yeah, any yeah, Cornette? Yeah. Oh, Luke Cornette was out <laughs> there sexy. getting his shots up, scrimmaging. <laughs> the guys who aren't going to play in this finals, they made sure to get their shots up and get after each other tonight. The way the guys on the other side of the court, we talked about the two locker rooms last year. Remember they had the two separate locker rooms because yeah. of COVID? There's mm-hmm. definitely two rooms on this team, and whether it's Fitz or – Stauskas, Hauser's actually back out there now after he got hurt. Those guys, they scrimmage hard. And we actually got to see a lot of practice today, which was pretty cool for once. Dude, I I, I could ask you questions all day. It'd be from a fan perspective. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it to Jimmy so I don't sound like uh, – Yeah, Jimmy. Well, well, Bobby, yeah, give us, have you give us to- the, the stuff, though. I mean, like what happened? Like Rob practice, you know, give us the news update first, and then we'll kind of get into, you know, the other stuff. Yeah, everyone practice. Marcus Smart, Emir Doka said, is getting to a place where he's going to move past a lot of these injuries. So you could almost get to a point in the near future here where he's not even questionable, but he still is questionable going into game one. would be stunned if he didn't play. He was up getting active with everyone else. The big one's Rob, who continues to be questionable. Got a couple of days off after a game seven where he didn't look right at all. And to start practice here... Look good, moving around, smiling, but very gingerly, very cautious, not dunking, not doing any of the usual bursty things that we see from him. And you're almost in the spot where it's like 50-50 Rob, 50 good, 50 bad. Is he going to play? Is he not? He he said today he's in a place where it's just sort of maintenance and pushing through it. So I don't think there'll be a game in this series where all of a sudden you see the knee soreness and he doesn't play. But you don't know what you're going to get game in and game out, quarter to quarter, as you said, John, play to play. Everything's changing based off how he reacts to that pain, how he lands after blocking a shot, throwing down a dunk. And it's the uneven foundation that the Celtics entered the series on is Rob's health. It's not in a great place. And he's just sort of pushing through as something that I, I watched you say, Jimmy, last night. If this was the regular season, you don't think he would be out there at all. No, I really don't. I mean, I think a lot of us would feel that way because of the – if you have a guy that's going to be 50-50 for the foreseeable future, you typically would just give him rest until that wasn't the case anymore. But in a must-win, you know, this is it. This is what you play for in, in this series. So 50-50, you're, you're going in there as the glass half empty, so to speak. So um, I fully expect to see him in this game, um, just to play in this game, obviously. And – um I would be stunned. And I, as I said yesterday, I don't think it's going to be a, you know, Rob out knee soreness type of a, a series. At least I, I sure as heck hope not. Um, so he's, he's definitely, everyone's, that being said, everyone's going to be waiting to see the injury report on him tomorrow. But um, mm. I'm glad to hear that Marcus Smart looks to be or sounds to be, uh, you know, going, going forward here. Bobby, the, the 
today on or yesterday maybe on on uh, Brian Robb's podcast, winning plays. Forsberg and him were kind of tossing around the idea of do you rest Rob game one because essentially he would have ten days rest before game two if you did so. Yeah, it'd be a week exactly. I think actually yeah. Sunday to Sunday. Okay, fourteen days or no, seven days. Seven days. Oh, that's too. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I meant. <laughs> I'm rusty. None of us are good at math. No, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. me. You actually, you've never seen more do of the show than you do now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I don't think anything at this point is going to get him back to 100 percent or a place where it's not yeah, going to flare up after answer. a game. And Ime has talked about it too. He's good once he stops playing. It's just once he plays again, it flares up, and they got to yeah. deal with the pain and the swelling and all that different kind of stuff. So no amount of time. The best really thing is the days off be what between. Yeah. between the, yeah. the best thing is the they between. Can treat it. No, the gaps, it's not, uh, and I, that we talked about it the other day. I don't think it's the, I don't think it's a seven day gap would be any better than a four day gap. Mm-hmm. But I do think the three, the two days off versus one day off between games one and two, and then to game three, that extra day actually is very big. John, the other thing that really, yeah, know it's going to sound kind of uh, boomerish, but the fact that they have their, I mean, everybody has their own jets today, but that changes everything because he could stretch out, he can move around and, it's not like flying. they got a lot of room on that jet. Definitely yeah. commercial with you, Nick. No, I, I fly with them, Jimmy. I have <laughs> oh, a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. why I'm here in Boston. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, that helps too. And and you don't have to deal with the. They're not using regular airports. You know, there's just a lot more convenience factor when you're injured <laughs> and you're thinking of worry about things uh, stiffening up. Imagine Rob on spirit, knees in his face. Spirit. You look yeah. good on spirit, Bobby. You're the spirit man. You you know all the rules and regulations. That's just the altitude. Yeah. It's just, you know, flying well, altitude. to you and all that stuff. But, I, um, I don't know what it is. It just might have been the stuff, the content I was stumbling on today. Just a lot of kind of series predictions, series questions, sort of stuff that I was reading. But I felt like everybody was kind of counting on game seven, Rob, instead of, you know, effective Rob, meaning a guy who's like, meaning Rob's, is he better to have him there, you know, just in case? Sure. But do you have the guy that can, you know, guard in space and defend the perimeter and is going to be able to go out there and close out and work on switches and be effective against, you know, uh, smaller, more explosive players? And I kind of feel like everyone's thinking no. So, like, that's the whole problem with Rob is, like, to get the full potential, he's really got to be closer to 100% than he is. And I don't think he's even close. So I just think you're going to get what you get. I, I just there's, – there's a dog. I'm sorry. Um, and I just don't uh, – dogs are fine. Dogs are accepted. We like dogs. Um, I just don't think you're going to get dog. the full yeah. – I don't think you're going to get the full Rob here. That's my – I don't think you even come close um, to getting And I think Rob we experience. all agree that if the full Rob was out there, the Celtics would probably be favorites in the series. He's such yeah. a swing factor in that way. But the good thing is you can take what he gives you and other guys can step up and you're still competitive here. Like we, the, the Celtics have effectively been without Rob this whole postseason run, haven't they? In and out, limited, off the bench in the Brooklyn series, replaced by Grant and Horford for much of the second round into the third. So Rob's a luxury. I think Emes described them in this way before, right? When he's out there, it's a ter- cherry on top, and you're going to be the best team in the league. If he's not there, you still got a championship framework here. You still have enough to win this series. It's just managing the Rob minutes and putting them in the place where he can most help you. I think the tail end of that Miami series actually handled it pretty well. Starting them, having that group of starters out there that's 
dominant defensively, rotating in Grant pretty quickly if Rob tails off at all. And then all of a sudden you're going small the rest of the way. And that's you're what you're playing going to have to seven, do in the series yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, yes and or no. So it's that's so much more difficult. I mean, if Grant, speaking of Grant, he needs to have a 180 degree swing in, in yeah. his series here. If, if you're going to get by without Rob minutes or if Rob's not going to really be a factor at all, then Grant needs to be. Because I know keep, people keep saying Tice, Tice, Tice. Yeah. And maybe Tice will make an appearance. Who knows? I, I don't know. If he does, hopefully he can, you know, contribute in some way. But Grant definitely – Exactly. And Grant needs to be the guy that's going to fill those minutes, not Tice. So, again, I'm still holding out hope that – I'm a little bit more optimistic than John is. I'm not saying that, Rob, you're going to get, you know, 85% Rob Williams for every single game. But I, th- I think you will have bits and pieces of this series <laughs> and in these games where Rob does look like Rob. And that doesn't mean you're going to get 35 or 40 minutes of it. But if you can get 20 minutes of Rob or 20 to 25 minutes and, he, and he's effective – I think that's enough to get the job done. I really do. Fair enough. So, Rob, we can talk about it. It's all a matter of seeing him, seeing which version of Rob you get. The thing is, like, I don't know that you even know early because we've seen him start okay, and then that thing just starts to get a little goofy, and then that's it. You know, you can watch him power down as the game goes on. So, again, I think what Bobby said is probably the best thing in terms of the gravy um, you know, here is whatever you get, you get, and you're happy about it. What's interesting here. And again, Bobby, I don't know how much you've dug deeper into the matchups and we'll get into some questions later. Like, but the more I was looking at it here, I, I do wonder if golden state's going to have more. The, the one good thing about the Celtics that I think is, is, is the best thing is every team that they play has a lineup that's good offensively but hurts them defensively or good defensively but hurts them offensively. The Celtics don't have that. They just have seven or eight guys that all play, and they're all good at defense, and they're also the best offensive players that they have. It's not like you've got the Duncan Robinson or the hero-type guy that you're trying to hide, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Golden State doesn't have that. Golden State has that. You've got Curry. You've got their best offensive lineup is Curry, Draymond, Poole, and and, – and clay but you're gonna have two guys out there that are horrible defensively that the celtics can hunt mismatches so when they want offense they have to go to a lineup that's potentially scary if they want defense they're going to go to a lineup that's going to have a hard time scoring because you can really key on their shooters and uh and 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 defend the perimeter the way the celtics do and make life difficult for them so i am kind of interested here if golden state's the one that's more trying to going to figure out what kind of lineup to play against the celtics instead of the other way around yeah, I think it's underrated how big of a problem this matchup is for the Warriors. There's so much size on the Boston end, so much physicality. Even small is big for Boston. That's the thing. They're, when they go small, they're big because your point guards and your guards are 6'4 and physical. Mm-hmm. So their, their small ball lineup is too big for Golden State. That's why yeah, Rob so not being there is when, a little – Yeah. It's a little – it takes away a little bit of the, the pain of not having Rob, I think, because you're going to see – uh, less paint play. They're smaller. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm Golden State, I I'm I'm running Clay Thompson off of every screen. I mean, if I'm Boston, I mean, I'm running him off screens. I'm running him into everybody. He's struggled defensively since he's been back, and the dude has been going. Like, I mean, he's he's got to at some point you got to exploit the fact that he doesn't defend like he used to, and I think yeah. the injury too as well. Clay's going to try, but he's not the same guy. And no. then again, Curry and Poole, if they're both out there and, and Golden State's looking for offense, um, that's a that's a lineup you can exploit. What about Peyton? And if you yeah. throw – yeah, right. Go ahead, Bobby. It's it's, it's got to be 
the same formula they used against all three of their opponents, frankly, hunting, getting downhill and tiring out the stars. They got to be sending bodies at Curry to not only wear out him with their defense, but attack him on the offensive end. As you talked about, Nick, right there, get these guys going through screens, good screens, get them in mismatches in the post, send Tatum downhill at them. Smart's good at that stuff. There's a ton of offensive weapons that the Celtics have that they can use to put these guys into actions and really exploit the fact, as John said there, that they, they're going to want to go small. They're going to want to play three guards. That's going to be hard to do against the Celtics. And the Celtics have to make a pay. Really. Here's the flip side, though. This is the big weakness for Boston coming in. There's a lot of guys on the Golden State side that can rush the ball handlers, make Boston turn the ball over, and make them frantic offensively so that they're not able to even get into those sets. And I think the book's kind of out on the Celtics when it comes to that. Gary Payton's going to be key in this series, coming back from his injury. He's a disruptor. And him and Green, they're going to go at Tatum and Brown at the point of attack and try to make them turn the ball over, rush, play in a crowd. The Warriors, as small as they are, they, they're right there with the Celtics defensively. These are the two best That's defenses it. in the league going out in the finals for the first time, I think, since 96, I heard earlier today. The Bulls and the Sonics, I think. Yeah. yeah, so. The Supersonics. <laughs> as, as undermanned as the Warriors look on the defensive end when you think about Curry and Clay and some of the guys that might seem weaker on that end, as a collective, when you think about what Green does and some of the bench guys who are really good defenders – they have options to throw at Tatum and Brown. And just like we say, the Celtics will have a tough time, or the Warriors will have a tough time keeping up with Boston size. The Celtics might have a tough time getting into their offense against Golden State. So there's a tit for tat in this series that's really fun to think about. You're probably going to think I'm crazy, but I, I'm going to go all Tommy on you guys. Like, I would run, 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 attack the paint, run, don't get in a three point shooting competition, and just run them. I mean, I know that they play well. I know no one logged more miles than Steph, meaning he. In the course of a game, he he can hit some. He could he could touch so many miles in, in the way that he moves. But I'm running them and I'm attacking the paint off off the break, because if you if they start getting into a, a three point shootout with these guys, it will be over. Oh, in it's four. over. Yeah, in four, <laughs> because they're so bad. It, and I don't want it to be a, go all boomerangs, but they're so bad when they're bad that. It it you I don't have to say this. It affects everything, and I just don't want to even see them shoot threes. If I'm email, like, they're bad when they're away. shuttling, when they're settling, when they're rushing, when they're mm-hmm. hectic offensively. They're, they're yeah. the worst versions of themselves, I, and you worry I, about I, them well, getting back into it in this series. But what's interesting is Golden State's a sloppy mess too, and they they're yeah. they're a frustrating team to watch for Golden State. They go through stretches where they can't score. Mm-hmm. They throw the ball away. They're but very John, they careless. The <laughs> they do. Uh, but they also, like I said, is I think we do get – we have two things. The mystique of what Golden State was versus what they are, and they're still a very good team, plus seeing the Sports Center highlights version of the Golden State Warriors, which is like splash, 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 wow, and not recognizing there are times where they do have droughts. And, again, it's still – they had a relatively easy road. They still had the highest offensive rating of every team in the playoffs, and they had the second highest defensive rating during the regular season. It probably would have been the highest if Draymond doesn't get hurt. So obviously they're good, but Steph we're going to get into well. we're going to get into that matchup in a second. Everyone's wondering like where the Boomer Rage is. Well, the one thing we can do to stave off Boomer Rage, at least in the early parts of this series, is of course calm, right? One of our sponsors here. Yes, exactly. How? Why do you think Nick is so docile right now? 
and so yeah. mellow and there's no boomer rage it's calm and baby it's only calm.com slash garden it's nothing else it's calm nothing it's else calm. the energy has changed because of calm okay calm. energy has shifted calm and yes. it's worked it's worked the energy how has shifted it, the energy has shifted. Um, so if you, you know, we do know trying something new can be intimidating meditation, something you hear about, you don't really do. Uh, but please check out calm helps you feel at ease from the moment you start. And we'll all vouch for that. It's legit. Um, how you've been caring for yourself lately, whatever it is you're doing, going on strolls, uh, mm -hmm. midday naps, whatever it is, pair that with calm and take your wellness to the next level. Um, as we said, we can vouch for a lot of these things, whether it's uh, imaginative sleep stories, which they have for children and adults, curated music tracks, guided <clears throat> meditations that help you improve focus. Um, all of this is designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. So you see it on the screen. Go to it, my friends. Calm.com slash garden. Special offer, 40% off a of premium subscription it's a great deal it's well worth it over 100 million people around the U world use the calm app to take care of their minds you should too once again calm.com slash garden 40 percent off a premium subscription go get yourself mm -hmm. some. And I, you're gonna, gonna need it performance here. you're gonna need it though tomorrow night when the game ends at 11 30 win or lose you're gonna be fired up one way or the other it's good to be after, on the california side of that after our show you're anyways right. you're gonna need calm you want to go straight to our show and then fire up calm yeah Bobby, you're lucky one. man you are you so the, lucky um, we'd be 3 a.m um, nights at the garden you don't have jet well, lag or anything will come. Yet, Bob? Nothing like that no, i guess it's reverse no i going out west is easier yeah you get yeah. the extra sleep so I'm yeah, you look really today. refreshed you're glowing you oh fresh I had the robe on last night, Marcus style. It was it like was, Jared Weiss style. Jared yeah. Weiss style. You had the robe on. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Hugh Hefner, a young version. I love it. It feels like fall out here too. I've never been to this city before. Oh, I'm excited to born and stuff. But uh, the Warrior staff, great. Maybe best PR staff in the world. Hey, don't say that. Hey. Hey, we don't talk about the other team staff. They are pretty cool, though. They're really good. They are. So uh, we're going to get into some questions about the finals here, and we're going to ultimately build up towards our prediction. But we were talking about this a little bit, so I'll throw this first one out to the group as we break down some of our kind of pressing questions as we enter the NBA finals. Number one thing, what is more dominant, the Celtics Number defense one. or the Warriors offense? Celtics. What's, oh, the, the Celtics what's the more gonna, dominant are we, force? Are we picking an order? Are we going in any sort of order here? Or are we just going to yeah. – I want Jimmy to go first because uh, he didn't get a bite at the apple last time. Okay, this is a trick question. I always say, I guess I have to stick with it. I always say <laughs> that great <laughs> offense beats great defense. I always say that. So I would be kind of hypocritical, I think, if I picked the Celtics here. I love the Celtics defense. Don't get me wrong. I'll probably take some heat for this. But I'm just going to go with Warriors offense because, man, when they get hot, they just get hot, and it's tough to slow them down. If everyone on their team is playing to their capacity. There he is. <laughs> If everyone um, on their team is playing to their capacity, um, uh, I think the Warriors are, are really, really difficult to uh, to contain. I don't care how good your defense is. So I'm going Warriors offense. All right. Final answer. Uh, Nick. Uh, I'm going to go the Celtics against the Celtics because I know they're going to shoot too many threes. I, I just know they're going to do it. So the Celtics defense, I put it on the screen. The Celtics defense is more dominant than 
than uh, the uh, the the Warriors' offense, but it probably is. It probably it is. is. No, I mean, I, I think that if you saw like throughout the playoffs so far, teams were kind of like reverse role reversing and trying to emulate what Boston was doing, re- re- kind of repeat what Boston was doing. They were trying to do it to Tatum. So, I, and I I also think the matchups. Perf- I, I think only Boston beats itself here. But really. if 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 it's a big if is if Rob is not himself that that's a huge part of that defense so the Warriors don't really have an injury a big injury like that on the offensive end anyways Bobby again though they've they've done this without Rob the whole way they've stopped Durant they've slowed Giannis grinded him to a halt by game seven you see what they did against Miami the historically bad game five that they had this Miami's offense Miami's offense and Milwaukee's (laughs) offense is not Golden State's offense but it's the same this is the funny thing about this series. On the flip side, the Warriors' offense hasn't seen a great defense either. Dallas didn't play well. You have Luka that you can go at there. Round two, you face a young Grizzlies team. Round one, they played Denver, who offered no resistance. So the Warriors' path has been pretty calm to this point. The Celtics, it's been grueling. And what they've done against some of the best players in the league with this defense, without Rob for a lot of these stretches, multiple lineups. I think they had four starting lineups in the East Finals against Miami. So they have layers that they can attack you with in this defense. And John brought up a lot of great points yesterday about how this is such a good Derek White series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob works well off of green. Smart on Curry. You love that matchup. Yep. There's a million different matchups defensively Brown for the Celtics play. here that make you think they can keep rolling. That's a tricky one. You always got to go back to Brown's defense. Just because the, all the off-ball movement, that's where Brown can get lost. I don't like Brown getting lost there. Defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I worry more about Brown not being able to dribble with his left hand than anything else. I mean, that yeah. dude is worse than Dr. Brown Jay. was out here for a long time. I feel the Celtics are so. left. He do, stayed do, do, behind. Do, 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 just dribble. Yeah, just do the dribbling drills. That's all we need. Um, I'm going to answer this question. We'll move on to another one. I kind of am going to echo what a lot of people are saying here. I believe the Golden State's offense is really good, but not great. I believe mm-hmm. the Celtics defense is great. Uh, I am with Jimmy also. There we the go. Good offense. Going on the defense train. I am uh, with Jimmy that I will take great. If it was great offense versus great defense, I'm taking offense all the time because it's the hardest thing to do. Um, and I well, do think. Well, let me flip but, that on you. Let but, me but flip that, that on you. So I will offense, say, I will say that. Offense but, is going to be inconsistent. Defense is going to travel. It's going to be there night in and night out. Not if that's the Celtics have miss shots. That's what's kept the Celtics alive. And through the worst of everything that they've done and all of the self-inflicted wounds that they have caused themselves, the one thing that's been a constant is baseball. No, I'm just kidding. The one thing that's been a constant throughout um, is uh, their defense has kept them alive. So no, very, very seldom has a team just run away and hid. You know, because their defense is always going to fight and claw back. Um, And even if you're shooting super hot, you're eventually going to cool down. And the Celtics defense is going to bring you back down to earth. And they do it to everybody. And I think they can still do it to Golden State. And I don't believe Golden State's defense is as good as the numbers. That's my opinion. I got a good stat on that, John. Biggest deficit the Celtics have faced in this playoff so far. How big do you think it was? 26. 26. How'd you get that, Nick? How do you know? You guys don't think Look that I him. pay attention, but I do. <laughs> and before the East Finals, it was 17. These teams can't separate on Boston. We've talked about that a lot. And the defense is the big reason why. I'm glad we talked about this. I'm glad we talked about this topic, John, because we debated for a long time last year. Can you do it with defense? 
Is it offense or is it defense in this league? Well, here you go. Two best defenses facing off in the finals here. This is going to be a grind of a series. As many stars as there are on both sides, as much flashiness as there is between Curry, Tatum, and the rest, this series is going to go into the mud. It is. I just can't keep saying it enough. If they get in a three-point shootout, the, the Warriors will win in five games. It's just because they get, they're not going to consistently hit it. And if they complain to the refs constantly, I'm mainly talking about Jason here. I mean, like Bobby, you're there. So I, I tried purposely, especially six and seven, to watch him off camera. It's hard when you're home, right? Because <laughs> you can't really see. How many times does he not? I can't, I don't want to turn into a bitch fest, but I, I can't believe how how often he doesn't get back on defense. So you guys, because he's too busy bitching. So you guys are all talking about D. It all is null and void if he gets frustrated and can't control himself. Jason, that is. That happened in Milwaukee more than Miami, I, I think. You know, but Milwaukee there's been stretches in every series. Yeah. yeah, there's a poise issue with the Celtics team that's popped up here. There Again, it's amazing they're here, given some of the deficits and bad losses they've faced. But... After each one, they've won, and they've won handily in the face of those. And one thing I like about Tatum, and he's getting better with the rough stuff, getting better with the complaining yeah, and he's the trying. frustration and the body language. He is trying. One thing I've loved that he said throughout this postseason, he goes, when I have a bad game, I'm frustrated for a minute. I go to yeah. bed. I wake up, and it's gone. I yeah, I love page that. Dude, just like that. Bobby, I mean. And he the, plays like it. How about, like, I mean, I don't want to repeat everything you guys have been saying, but. As, as drastic as the Celtics' turnaround has been, Jason Tatum's uh, interactions with the media and with people, human beings, has turned around so much, too. I mean, seeing him from the Knicks-Spurs portion of the season when he couldn't look up at the media to where he is now, it just shows a ton of maturity. So, listen, no matter what happens. It's a lot easier to be mature when things are going well. Hey, but they're guys, still getting but things have gone bad, guys, Jimmy. Talk they amongst yourselves for 30, 30 seconds. I'll be right back. That's my, that's my point, Jimmy. Jay They've Frank. run into a ton of adversity here. It hasn't been all rainbows and sunshine. No, but they're the winning. Point is, they're winning, Bobby. Compare, I'm comparing it to what Nick's too, comparing it to. The point they is, overall, no, I, I, Bobby, overall compared to November, October, Jimmy's November, right. and December, compared to. I don't know. Everything March, April, by May. Are you trying to? Com- I'm trying to compare the two times of the season, not game by but game. In Bobby's defense, but in Bobby's defense, Jimmy, I do agree with you. But in, in Bobby's defense, that turnaround really started after his meltdown uh, in post game versus the Spurs. For him, now he struggled still, but you could see. I think you could see that it was clicking. I'm talking about the one where he flipped out on John Bobby on Corrales. That was his low point in my mind, at least in his relationship with the media. And I think that drove a lot of his struggles because he got it could get in his head. So in my opinion, and I could be wrong, that was kind of the turning point because the next game they went out and they lost. But he was saying, addressing you guys by name. And it was like, what? It was as if somebody talked to him overnight or something. Now, the other side of that is, when you talk about the Celtics defense or where how they get where they are, we were saying, did you guys happen to see Ime's post-game speech to to them after game seven to the team? You gotta no, watch it. Indulge us. Indulge us. Uh, I mean, the speech was great, but I'm not gonna go there. What was best was watching the faces of the players, not just looking at him like they admire the the, the hell out of him. 
but like he was Al Horford was doing this as he was talking, like, like he wanted to, they just got done winning game seven and he wanted to go right to game one. So the amount of buy-in from these guys for the coach and Bobby, you know, I've always been like a Jimmy, you too, a body language guy. I mean, the amount of buy-in from these guys for Udoka is what will propel them. Who cares what happens this year? Look at what we have in the future in the next two, three seasons. Can we can we talk about that quick? I know you got no, no. Up. I have like seven questions lined up. We can't. Yeah, we gotta, I know. I, I was shocked. All right, let me just let me just slip it in quick. <laughs> we can't I talk about it. I got. I, he has an keep agenda. It moving. I think the Celtics have the better coach in this series. Side side. Oh too. no, I'll say that I do too. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even the next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Shots okay, fine. There's that. All right, ready? You can loop this into, into your I'm answer. With you, Bobby. I'm Maybe with the you, X Bobby. factor for the Celtics is actually Ime, but I'll ask you guys each who is, is the Celt- who is the Celtics X factor in the series? That's a good question. You start, Jimmy. I'm going to go with Al Horford. How about that? I think Al's like the really? Yeah, I think he's like the definition of an X factor because he's not really seen by anybody as the star player or the, the, the superstar player. He's not seen as a guy coming off the bench, but if you get good Al, if you get the Al that you've been having, that oftentimes is the difference between a win and a loss. Um, mm-hmm. And there have been times where he's been, there have been stretches of the game where he has been the best player on the court, but I'm going with Al Horford because I think he's a huge, huge, huge reason why they're here. Uh, I'm not saying he's the most important player on the team. That's not what an X factor means. I'm saying that when he's on his game, when he's doing Al Horford things, when he's working the ball around, when he's playing, defense and they're going to need him on the defensive end because he's going to get assignments on on Draymond not that Draymond is this you know unbelievable offensive player but he's going to be able to, he's going to have to switch on to guys um there's going to be a lot board. of switching all over the place um in this series from the Celtics and yeah they're going to need guys on the board so I'm going with my guy Big Al it's his you know he's in the twilight or he was supposed to be in the twilight of, of his career and he's turned the clocks back here. I think he's got a lot to play for. I think he's going to come out fired up. And I think that if you get a um, engaged Al, which you will because he's always, you know, been that way at least this season, I think he's a good X factor for them. And then on the contrary, if you don't, then I think there's a huge void there. I really do. I think there's, there's going to be a huge void there because you might not have the Rob Williams that, that you're looking for. So you need guys like Al to really kick it up enough. Al will show up. Even if it's just grabbing 15 boards and not scoring, he'll show up. Yeah, that rock. Yeah, we'll see how effective he is. We'll see. There have been some games where, you know, the production wasn't right where it needs to be. But we know we know how other Celtics look when he's doing his thing. So that's my answer. Next. I was going to say Eme. I was going to say Brown, but I'm going to go with Eme. I'm going to change my mind. And, and the reason being, he's got to worry about, not worry about, but manage who am I to say this? But he and his coaching staff have to manage the entirety of the game. They cannot let offense slide and only focus on defense. 
they cannot allow for the poor execution down the stretch. To me, as much as that is a player issue, it's also a coaching issue because they there is no way unless they are completely ignoring him that he's calling plays down the stretch. They did you hear Jalen and it was game seven? They're they're they give out trophies for everything now, Jimmy. I know you love it. Everybody gets a trophy. But <laughs> yeah, look at his face. But listen, game seven, Salters asks <clears throat> Jalen, what happened down the stretch? And he went, I don't know. It just flowed out of his mouth. And I'm thinking, how you not <laughs> how is it that much of a mad scramble down the stretch and you <laughs> poorly execute? What are you laughing at? I love what he said after uh, that last I don't know. seven. He was like, I saw the shark go up and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I, he was excited. I get it. But yeah, you, you can't win a championship and not have composure down the stretch against the Golden State Warriors. They've been here. They've done that. So that my X factor is Ime. I think they can execute just about anything because they believe in him. But he's got to manage the, the he's got to manage the challenges, the timeouts and the offense better and down the stretch. The nice. play's deplorable. Bobby? He's walking a tightrope there. Yeah. For Ime, it's just about managing. Uh, for Kerr, it's just about managing the ship that's yeah. been cruising for 10 years. For Ime, he's got to have, like, the rope ready to pull whenever this thing gets out of So, Jalen, what did we learn? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Time <laughs> what did we learn? What did we learn, it Jalen? Is funny yes. Turnovers are and bad. And I'm going to tell you something. I yeah. don't want to hear Jalen's bad on defense. He, If he's bad on defense, there's a problem with him. Okay. Bobby X Factor. Bobby X I'm going with Jalen. Yeah, this is a, this is the Jalen series. They're going to be all over Tatum. The connection there was a loss through the late stages of the Miami series. Jalen has to be available, reliable, and explosive because I don't think there's going to be much left over after the Warriors sell out on Tatum for them to be able to stop Brown. And Brown has had a great postseason from the field, incredibly reliable scorer. But can he piece everything together and have a full game? Yep. The defense, the playmaking. If he's a legit number two, the way Clay Thompson can be 30 points, 50% three point shooting, the high end of Clay Thompson will grant us that high end too. Yep. And between Curry and Tatum, the way both teams are selling each other out to stop those number ones, it might be the better number two that decides this series. Yep. So I'm going to go. Um, I think Rob is the obvious, but he's a wild card. And I think it's a semantic argument here. Wild card X factor. What does it matter? Obviously, if he played and he was at full strength, I think he's the obvious X factor. But because it's such an unknown, I'm going to go Marcus uh, because he's healthy. And I think very clearly since the beginning, since the beginning of the turnaround all the way through the postseason, as Marcus goes, so go the Celtics. You can almost pin the losses on bad Marcus games um, and not pin them is his responsibility, but every time they lose, you look at it and he's got, he's got the Curry responsibility, but also uh, Golden States can do everything in their power, regardless of who's on the court and which lineups that they play to try to attack Tatum and Brown and make life difficult and blitz them and try to get the ball out of their hands. When they go small with that stupid little, um, you know, uh, with that with that multi guard lineup, they like to drop sometimes into zones to you know because they got to be a little oh, cute. The zone. Well, but no, but they like they, they go into this they go into this one two two zone, Celtics you know, the zone. because they don't have a big guy. But that's mm-hmm. going to leave guys like Marcus open for corner threes and things like that. And sure, right. when he's hitting them, that's a good thing. Um, and he, at the end of the day, he is the Celtics' third scoring option, which means he actually has to score like it. Bobby's taking us for a little walk right now. Bobby, that's kind of cool. Here we go. I like this. Here we go. We're just going to walk. We're relocating. 
I'm very casual. Hoping the he people really owns that arena. Hoping <laughs> the people at home don't notice. Uh, but I'm going <laughs> to go with take the yeah. camera off. I'm going to go with Marcus. While the Bobby. Reason, so so the, well, go, good answers, everybody. The reason I didn't go with Marcus or Brown because I think they're too important to be the X factor. Like I just feel like they're too good. Like yeah, obviously, yeah. if you if you don't get good Marcus and good Jalen, Bobby, like, have yeah, you been ejected? Poor Jimmy. He always cuts you off, Jimmy. No, has Bobby been ejected? I think he has been. Bobby okay. shut his – he shut. He muted his microphone, but he kept his – Look at him. On. Oh, 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 oh. No, He's I, in the I, bowels I, of the chase I, center. <laughs> just the easiest thing to do is just leave for a little. Just go, yeah. Just go. Go ahead, Jimmy. It was distracting. All we were going to do was watch Bobby while you were uh, talking. Uh, so. I know. I don't know why he did that. Anyways, um, no, I said what I needed to say. I think that Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are, are integral parts of this team mm-hmm. to the point where – Neither one, in my eyes, are X factors. They're literally, they're, they're the reason the you're going to win and lose. Yeah, exactly. So for me, an X factor is like, ooh, if he plays Peyton you know, Pritchard. Yeah, I didn't want to go that. I didn't want to go that far down the the chart, but uh, I think I found like the sweet spot of X factors. But yeah, Rob would have been an X factor in my eyes. Um, you know, I think some people probably think Derek White's an X factor because when he's kind of anchoring that second unit there, things are things are going staff, that's and. A good one. Yeah, running out of guys, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, Tice is probably my X factor. Yeah. Wow. That's Bobby's. Very good. Flip it to the Warriors. Do you have one for them? And we don't have to spend a million years on it. Peyton. Um, you yeah, like Peyton? Cool. Yeah. Peyton and Wiggins. Why Peyton? Defense on Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to frustrate them. I think it's something that who knows if they've been game planning. Now they are clearly. Um, He's just a, he's a, I think he, he, he brings that, that defensive, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm searching for the word here, intensity, intensity, and he's going to frustrate the hell out of Jason. That's the thing. I mean, if Jason, Jason has finally embraced passing the ball to the open man. So where Tatum and our Brown and, and smart become the X factor is do they seek that shot? You know, Marcus does, but Brown can often fade into nowhere land. If he's demanding the ball, you know, when, when Tatum gets locked up and Brown's hitting that shot, then Peyton's not quite the factor. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, you went Wiggins? I went Wiggins. I was going to go Wiggins or Poole. I mean, I just think that those guys give you a little bit more on the offensive end than Peyton does. Not saying that Peyton's, Peyton's not important. It's just that Wiggins is going to be tasked with some of the same things Nick just talked about, you know, trying to slow down Brown and switch mm-hmm. on Tatum, all those things. And then on top of that, he's expected to do a little bit more on the offensive end. So, um, if they get a good Wiggins and, you know, the other guys are falling into, are falling into line on what they're typically uh, producing, it's just a tough team, man. It's a, it's a deep team. Poole's another guy. I, I think maybe somebody will say Poole, but um, he's really yeah. – come on. That's a guy that could have been a Celtic, could have been a lot of mm-hmm. – could have been yeah. on a lot of teams. Before Bobby goes, I'm going to second the Wiggins thing. It is interesting. He's kind of a forgotten guy. Uh, you know, he ends up he – was a, he was starting all-star – you know, mm-hmm. team, which again, yeah. was probably, was a little suspect, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's a guy. <laughs> that is crazy to think about. K-pop, I think, did that. Like complete, yeah. yeah. Complete career revival, but I mean, most recently, and again, this is a guy who's a, who's a legit scoring option. If he starts getting it going from three as well, you know, you've just got a lot of, it's just got a lot yeah, of things. You have to player, work. man. You have a lot of things, but he just, he just put the clamps on Luca in that last series yep. um, for real. And so that's another guy who you're talking about 
um, that they have to contend with. You know, it's not that's a guy who's going to put up a good defensive effort. I don't know how they're going to match up. And again, I know Celtics are going to be trying to hunt for switches, but I mean, it's just another guy. They're going to be throwing Wiggins. They're going to be throwing Draymond out at those guys. You know, as you said, Bobby point of attack, really trying to make it difficult, get the ball out of their hands, make them make mistakes, get transition buckets, which is what they love to do. Uh, Wiggins plays a huge part in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Max they have waves of guys that can hurt you. And, and there's a million different players on that team you can pack. The, the depth on that group is insane. And you even just watch them at practice today. The amount of guys that can hurt you there are many. And there's no bigger X factor with that team always than Draymond. I mean, this team loses round one, I think, if Draymond's not there. And we saw them play horrific basketball when he was out for the month or two there with the back injury. Uh, engine defensively can stop anyone can play all the positions and guide that whole defense and offensively he's the one who's setting everything up with that screen and passing and uh, all the activity that he does above the break there can you make him a zero on offense can you somehow counter what he's doing defensively if you do those two things you're probably going to win this series if you're the Celtics but if you get the best version of Draymond oh it's going to be hard to win because that guy it's like the great defenders ever. Factor. Yeah, the great defenders ever. He's up there with them. And, and he is he gonna give us the ball. He'll give us content for months with the bonehead the things he says. I love it. I love I love I'm, him. This is a good question from Dirk. Yeah, I'm gonna like throw it out there to interrupt um the rest of our questions. If if the Celtics get swept, is the season still a success? Yes. Yes. You broke through. Now that's not saying they wouldn't be frustrating and they'd be deserving of criticism because, again, I don't think you're far enough behind the Warriors here where you should be getting swept or losing in five. This should be a competitive series right down to the wire, and you should be in play to win it. But it's, it's hard, like that's a different question. It's obviously a disappointment. It'd be a big disappointment, but this season's not a failure. It's already been a success just based dude, off what they've accomplished money. so far. Yeah, most money. No, I, I don't say that, Nick. Those are two different things. I you disagree. you got to take advantage of this opportunity, but – the season's already been a success. Disagree. A Disagree. Things. Disagree. Disagree. Do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead. Tell me why. No, it's just I. You know, that's the whole point. Is like, I don't. There's no. I'm not. It's not. I'm not a participation trophy guy. If you show that you are not even close to a title team, it didn't matter if you snuck by Miami or snuck by Milwaukee without Middleton. Like it didn't matter if you. The team is truth truly no different than one that might have lost in round two it's not like you overcame all of these obstacles and just lost to a juggernaut Uh, these teams are all quality teams the reality is you might have caught some breaks along the way and if you just get stomped it means you're not really as close as you thought you were so i don't think they are a a sweep would be a disaster i think And, and and i do think that um a sweep would raise a lot of All questions. Right, yeah. Right? Oh, All right, you make on. a good point there. Yeah. No, I don't think so. You do. Listen, I'm the king of like old school, like you play to win. Da, 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 da. None of us, no one here has ever seen a turnaround like this. They were dead in the water. Right. Guys. But okay. So you're, so you're going to, you're going to give them credit for the way they started. You know what I'm I mean? Gonna, like, I'm it, no. It, it, listen, expectations. No, but that's a carryover. Expectations straight. Expectations years change throughout the season, and when those expectations change, that's when the barometer of success changes. So, if you think this team is capable of winning a NBA championship, which a lot of people in this chat do, a lot of people on the show thought that they did, 
and I know a lot of fans do, and, and then they get swept, it's hard to say it's a quote-unquote success. When you put it like that, I agree, yeah. If you go back to the start of the season and I say, oh, well, I think that they're going to be a, a fringe playoff team, then yeah, they exceeded my expectations. Guys, the chat, the chat isn't yeah, understanding this. Nobody no. here in this panel thinks the Celtics are getting swept. We are talking in hypotheticals. Everyone's right. got to chill. Everyone's got to take a little bit of... I for John to step don't, in here. Don't make me do a calm read again, guys, okay? Please, take it easy. Yeah, everyone comprehension. Well, that's we're what way too worked up. It's, it's a, right there. It's a hypothetical. Yeah, right. That's Relax. What None of us. You're, we're going to get to our predictions. Time. Nobody here is predicting Golden State in four. Trust me. Nobody. Okay, please. Well, anyway, it's not pessimism. It's a hypothetical, guys. Come on. But guys, you everybody, bring the, it down. No, we, don't, we don't have you, to acknowledge those people. Oh, no, it's a, a turn. They, they were about to tear each other apart yes. there. I was watching it. There were fire coming from the. Woo! People are. I, I felt. I felt threatened. I was scared. See, I don't like this. I, go, John. I kind of agree with the chat, though. I don't like this question. It's Fine. Like, oh, Dirk, you don't like tough questions. Questions that make you uncomfortable. See you later, Dirk. Uh, you're right. Hypotheticals <laughs> are are whatever. It is an interesting one. Let's get to it. If they go down 3-0, and then we'll start to discuss, yeah. is it a disaster? Yeah, right, right. And, and assuming that's not going to happen, we're not going to do that, and we'll just continue having fun, okay? Because that's what we do here. We have fun, all right? Sometimes you have to face man. your fears, you know, and that way, that's how you get over them. That's a little calm thing, they'll tell but you. But it's not happening. Sometimes you have to just it's think about the okay. worst case. Here's my next happen. question. The thing about the NBA Finals, you know going in is going to drive you friggin' bananas. The threes. The yeah, threes, the, the Celtics. Turnovers. Nick, Nick has said that. Times, so <laughs> yeah, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, all guys. the things we're used to, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can watch them round. not get back. It's just so demoralizing as a fan. I can't imagine as a teammate to watch professional ball players sulk when they miss three point shots. Stop taking them. Just stop taking them. You're better. I. I, I don't think I disagree with that. I think I know do you a, do. No, I'm saying I don't view the Celtics taking threes as trying to counter Golden no, State threes. Need, I, I think if them. that's the best shot and you, you and and, yeah. and that's available, then you take it. Golden State's pretty loose about that sometimes. They'll kind of mm-hmm. give you threes. You you'll you'll be you gotta actually knock them down. I think it's super important. You do want to see them use their size advantage to get paint touches a little bit uh in here too. But I do think they're going to do a lot of kind of, you know, drive to kick um, against this team. I'm and that's the thing they're that, going to look to do. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It's when they, they allow the miss. They're going to go. They're not. Up here it's the team. settle for it early yeah. in the clock. Threes and it's the or soaking the, afterwards. Yeah. It, it, you know, it affects their whole game. I can't stand that. Somebody wrote 9 p.m. starts. That's a good one. Jimmy, what do you got? <laughs> I'm going to just go with Draymond Green. I think that's the, I was almost going to say, what's the non Draymond Green thing yeah. that's going to bother you the most? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, fair enough. I love Draymond. I mean, that Draymond Green, listen, I, I know that he's an unbelievable player, but man, that guy can annoy the hell out of you. The way he plays sometimes, the things he says, he's going to probably get a tech. He's going to try to annoy the Celtics players. He is, uh, he's always playing chess out there. So that's going to annoy the hell out of me. I was like, damn it, Draymond Green did it again, and I'm going to be pissed. And I might just get sick of him at some point. So uh, I'm going to go with Draymond Green. Uh, he's going to make me uh, mad probably multiple times throughout this series. Yeah. Bobby? Oh, it's Don't turnovers, man. We went through this every game against Miami. We were like, if they don't turn it over, they're going to win. And they're going to win going away. And they kept doing it. And they nothing could solve it. 
finally game seven comes around and I think it was such a big wake up call that they cut it off early and it didn't become a problem at all. And it just showed how easy it is with attention to detail, not throwing the ball all over the court and giving up possession after possession by just being sloppy. And I don't know what yeah. got into this team over the last couple of rounds here with it. I didn't feel like that was a huge issue for them during the year. I'm sure it popped up in spots, but they just couldn't hold on to the ball in certain spots over the last two series. Lead. The Warriors, the Warriors actually, again, comparing them to old Warriors teams, the, the transition numbers for the Warriors aren't that dominant this postseason. Uh, so they're not like a Miami Milwaukee team where if you give the ball away, they're going to score. They might turn it over right back to you the other way. Uh, so it's not as big of a key in this series, but man, it drives you crazy. The Brown stuff, uh, smart getting loose with the ball, Tatum over dribbling, just all the ball control issues that they've had throughout the season at certain That's points. That's composure uh, combined. Yeah, for me, I, for me, it's a tie between what I believe are going to be uh, missed missed layups that turn into transition threes for golden States that are absolutely going to break my nerve. I know we talk about turnovers, but the amount of smoked bunnies those guys had in that game against the heat. Uh, my, oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at this next comment. Sorry. Still, still, still are, are just, that's something I can't purge all the calm in the world. Can't get that thing out of my system. And you just see it going the other way with those transition threes. So that's definitely one of them. Uh, but the other one is going to bug me the most is like loose ball scramble, you know, 23 seconds of defense, you know, back rimmed prayer three loose ball comes out. Draymond finds Curry and he buries one and turns to the crowd and I'm going <laughs> to die because it's going to happen a bunch at critical times with that sloppy so just uh, general anxiety over Golden State. Yeah, just Golden State being that team that like can just they'll take that sliver that you'll give them you'll do every single thing right and one thing goes wrong you like, oh no no grab it and you don't grab the loose ball and then it's in, <laughs> then it's in a shooter's hand and then bang and oh they did it Mike Green yeah uh, <laughs> that stuff I'm already ready for it and I'm like my now my already blood played pressure, it out my blood <laughs> pressure has gone up from that because like I said is Punch for punch, tit for tat, I think it's a pretty even series, even with the Celtics not maybe having a full rob. I actually think Golden State's in for a much bigger surprise than the Celtics are in. I think the I don't think the Celtics are going to be shocked by what the Golden State does. I think Golden They've State's seen gonna, it all already. I think they? Golden State's right. going to be like, holy crap, this defense is hard to play mm-hmm. against. So I don't believe that. I actually believe it's going to be – extremely competitive, but it's those little things. Film. I think they'll be somewhat ready though. Of oh, course, but it's those oh. little things that are going to drive me. Nuts. Here's the thing. Golden state's going to try to just be heroes for a lot of it. And there'll be games where the Celtics absolutely stomp on their necks. Um, and Golden State is just jacking you know, threes all day long, and they're just not falling. And that's that. They lost a freaking game by 50 points, you know, <laughs> in the playoffs. So, I mean, they can go that was bad. Unreal. Yeah, they lost by 50 freaking points. So, so. They, they, that's that's something that's in their DNA as well. Uh, let's move on. We're going like to go bold predictions. Now, this is not our finals <laughs> prediction. We'll get to that in a minute. Bold predictions for the series. Who's got a good one? Uh, I, need to think of, I need to think of one first. You got one there? That sounds like a you question. <laughs> Usually it would be. I, I really don't – I mean, because it's not the series prediction. I think that's kind of bold on my part. 
Um, as far as, I mean, I, I honestly don't know what would be a bold prediction here. So, and I knew ahead of time he was asking that. That was the one I didn't prep for. Um, Let me fire one off here. How does Grant Williams' finals MVP sound? Uh, Sounds (laughs) preposterous, actually. Could you imagine if this guy gets thrust into the Cedric Maxwell, you know, to shout you out, Nick, conversation, he gets that watch, he gets that resume, (laughs) he gets that bold face on the resume for the rest of his life. He won everywhere he goes for the rest of his life. He's the finals MVP. It's possible. If he hits 42% of his threes, he's guarding everyone on the perimeter. He's a borderline starter. It's not happening. Cedric Maxwell, first of all, buddy. Let me me just tell you that right now. (laughs) I agree. He is no Cedric Maxwell. Jimmy, hold on. Let's say there was a round two. Let's say there was a round two MVP. Wouldn't he have won it? No. He, had one good, uh, he went one outstanding. He went game. seven for eighteen in game seven. Yeah, and then he the next game they mic'd him up and he acted like a complete buffoon. Did you Rock. hear him mic'd up? You didn't because you were at the game. I mean, it was like, please stop talking, Grant. And I love well, Grant. I don't think one. Yes, game for my bold prediction, there it is. That was All bold. Right. Fine, <laughs> that bold, yours, John. You want mine right now? Yeah, yeah. Does Jimmy have one or no? Uh, you go. I'll go I'm thinking. You. I'm trying to save him. You're trying to save them? He, I'm trying to save Jimmy. I know he's still thinking. Celtic, there's there's going to be a, a – the Celtics will have one buzzer-beating victory in this series, and it's going to turn the tide of the series. Who hits the shot? Huh? I'm Who torn hits? between Tatum and Smart in a no, 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 yeah, yes three. Um, and so that's <laughs> – I haven't seen – I haven't visualized the whole thing, uh, but that was my bold prediction. Nick? Tatum will have at least three t- triple-doubles in the series. It could happen. Really? It could happen. You think about it. He's been on the top. What's his average? 28, 8, and 5? Right? I don't know how many, how many does he have in his career. That'd probably be right around how many he has. He has two, I think. I think he has two. Yeah. But 20, in the Miami series, he averaged 28, 8, and 5. And I, I think if they're double, I mean, I'm not predicting it's going to happen, but it is kind of bold and it could happen. Okay. Know, if he's yeah. passing oh, out, we might be talking getting, about a Celtics. Not? If that's happening, we might be talking about a Celtics sweep. Well, I'm going to say a J- Jalen Brown 50-point game. Short of four. Jalen Brown 50-point game. Is my I favorite. like that I one. I like that one. Playing in California, a lot of friends and family in the area. We know we can get off the hot starts. Who? He gets off to a 20-point first quarter or something like that. Oh, this guy This guy just out out bolded. <laughs> he just, just stole four 50-point games. Yeah, yeah, four. <laughs> Let me change mine now. Let me change mine. No, 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 uh, no, no. I thought it was bold. I guess I'm just a little B after all. I wasn't bold <laughs> enough. How about this one? Wow. Oh, yeah. No. That might happen Deuce before does. Bobby's. Does. That might be less bold than Bobby's bold. Here's today. bold. Deuce will not be on camera until the, they win after game seven when Tatum's at the podium. Yeah, that's. Yeah. He, he, here's he not so bold. You see five times more Deuce than you see Neesmith. There you go. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true, though. I mean, really. I mean, more likely to really introduce I almost went with Aaron Neesmith does something <laughs> as my bold prediction. Anything. And you were like, Anything. Don't snap out of it. I was going to go there. Aaron Neesmith does something. Anything. 
<laughs> um, speaking of which, we we're talking about the 50 pieces, so let's throw it out here. Which star player shines the brightest of all of the guys? You've got Clay, you've got Jalen, you've got Tatum, you've got obviously Steph. Who is going to be the guy who's going to, when the series is over, they'll be like, that was the guy, man. I'll go with. Oh, I know I I know my bold prediction was Jalen, but I still think Tatum runs the show. I'm gonna go with Tatum as I think he's gonna really step like he's gonna open a lot of eyes on a national scale in this series. I mean, everyone in Boston knows what he's all about, and I know he's first team NBA, but that's more of like diehard NBA fans know T- Tatum more than he than his popularity on a national scale. So he needs a few games of just playing his game, and I think he's gonna really open some eyes up. So I'm gonna go with Tatum. Everyone knows. The thing is, like, like the, the everyone knows everyone on the Warriors, you know. So, like, how much how much brighter can Steph Curry shine? I know he's had some relatively mediocre finals performances, so maybe this is the one where it's not the case. But I just think, you know, Tatum has every reason to to be the brightest star. I think in this series, so I'm gonna go with him. Mm-hmm. You guys are going Tatum, yeah. Bobby, Nick. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All in favor? All in favor? Aye. Okay, so here we go. We are here. We need those like the, around uh, the horn noises we need as you're doing this. You know, reality <laughs> noises. We're our own show. That's true. Sorry. Who those guys. Yeah, we we know what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, Sorry, bad bad comparison. No, no, no. It's all good. Um, I'm <laughs> just trying to find says, it. Did the chat is in rare form tonight. I am shocked it took John 40, 40 minutes for him to unleash on the chat room. Because they have been in rare form tonight, I will say that. No, I mean, I think I, I I know what everybody's doing. Like they don't want. I'm I'm with it. Dirk Dirk might have led us astray. I I get that. Yeah, that they didn't one want bad vibes. They didn't want bad vibes. They didn't want bad. Yeah. Vibes. They didn't want any bad vibes beforehand. And we were talking about that is our blood's not up right now. It's a clean slate. That was my Mm -hmm. favorite thing about this series is you don't have to worry about Miami because it doesn't really matter. Whatever happened, happened. Um, So that's it. Um, That's it. Here we go. What do you think? Got it. Finals prediction. We're here. Uh, I'm going to start with Nick. Who is going to win and in how many games? Let me preface this with I don't want it to happen before the chat room flips the hell out. But I say Warriors in six at, at the Garden. It'll be the second, wow, team ever is... to win, second team ever to win at the Garden. That's and morbid, dude. What? That's morbid. I just – I my, at the end of the day, I can't put – you. we cannot put any predictions to this team because they're so unpredictable. And they, I mean, the playoffs is the, the, the definition of it. They, you know, they, they didn't lose two games in a row, but they also didn't put, I don't know if they put two good games together in a row since the, the Brooklyn series and Golden State, no matter what, it's like the old school teams, you know, the, like the Celtics and the Pistons, you, you knew the Celtics were going to win until they didn't win anymore. And Boston's not at that point yet. This is their first time. Uh, in the finals, and I think they have plenty of times ahead of them. But this series today, too many. If I heard John one more time or Jimmy this year say the bad version of them or the bad habits creep back up, it can't happen in this series. Not once they're going to make you pay. They've been here, they've done it, and they're not intimidated by the Celtics. And the Celtics are in awe of them. You could see it. You heard it in, in Tatum's media veil today. You know, he's been he was in what eighth grade when Steph won his first title. 
I mean, there's a little bit there. And then I also get very, very concerned about all the media hype. This team is notorious for buying into their own hype. And I'm afraid of that too. That worries me a little, just a little. Just a little. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to be the downer. I don't want to be the downer. Teeny, teeny bit. Downer. I don't want to be the downer, but I'm going to shoot you straight if you're going to ask me. And I, I don't want it to happen. But I think that that Boston is going to complain one too many times to the ref, take one too many threes that weren't good threes, yeah, and uh, make some some fatal errors where yeah. Golden Fair State enough. will capitalize. Um, let's go with uh, Jimmy. I hope I'm wrong. So I've been thinking about this for a long time, not just when the Celtics won uh, to advance. I, I was kind of envisioning this NBA Finals matchup for a bit now. And I've gone back and forth on it. I took the Celtics against the Nets. They won handily. I took the Celtics against the Bucks in seven. They won in seven. I took the Celtics against the Heat in six because John bullied me out of seven, but I really wanted to take them in seven. And every time I said, I love what the Celtics, I love how the Celtics are playing. I love their fight. I love their compete level. I love that they're playing as a team. They're a completely different team than the one that started the season than they are now. And I said, I'm going to ride it with the Celtics until they prove me wrong, and I'm going to go down with the ship if I have to. Well, boys, we're still sailing. And I'm ready. Celtics in seven. I got the Celtics in seven. I like what I see. I think the defense is going to step up. I know I think offense beats defense, but I don't know if the Warriors – are that offense anymore. The Celtics are that defense. And the Celtics, when they play solid defense or strong defense, and their offense isn't quite there, eventually it comes around, and that's usually enough for them to claw back in it and for them to take take a W. Now, the one thing I'll say is this. You can't go on, like, first quarter or first half lulls. You can't go down 20-plus points to the Warriors and expect to come back. you got to keep it close. you got to play 48 minutes. you got to go to work. You got to show up on time and you got to stay late. You got to bring your hard hats. You got to bring your lunch pals and you got to tie those steel toe boots and you got to play for seven games. Cause I think that's what's going to take. So I got Celtics in seven. I don't think home court really matters. I think they can go to, I think they can go to San Francisco. Sorry, San Francisco. You don't really scare me. I think they can go to San Francisco and win a game there if they need to. So I'm got, I'm taking Celtics in seven and we're, we're just going to keep it going. See what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow I may be feeling really good or really bad about the prediction, but I'm going Bobby, to- I like it, Jimmy. We should have ended with you, but mm-hmm. Bobby? Yeah, I'm following. I'm following that. that this, will change, this will change 10 times. Look at Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I changed once in the Buck mm-hmm. series after mm-hmm. one of the most. <laughs> dis- it's on tape, Bobby. Yes. They so you appear, your throw. head appears on the screen and you make this this comment is great. They allow, <laughs> <a free> throw. <laughs> it's really ridiculous that this is still a criticism. They allowed a free throw offensive rebound, blowing a 14 point fourth quarter lead at home, going to Milwaukee against the defending champs. And everyone's <laughs> stunned that I changed my mind. Man, when in going that into that, series. the pendulum swings. Three. Three times it, that series. It happened once. After and once five. the series before. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Let him get his prediction in, fellas. Come on. 
I think I've been uh, right this these playoffs more than anyone. How could you be wrong? Yeah, how could you be wrong, man? You picked both. You've picked both teams every series. You can't smoke here. I remember what I smoking in my apartment. My nets, my nets take was weeks in the making before that. I had Celtics in seven against the Bucks, and then. I think it was Celtics in five against the Heat. That ended up being harder than I thought it would be. But here, there's two things I like. I don't think the Warriors have faced any team nearly as tough as the Celtics on their run. Co-sign this comment. Chat deserves a ring. Go ahead, Bobby. I think the Celtics have seen the toughest team that they've played so far, which was the Bucs. Because you had an absolute menace in Giannis that you had to account for. I don't think there's any singular... I don't think there's any singular matchup issue that you have on the Golden State side that's as overwhelming, even considering Curry's greatness. I'd take Giannis over Curry right now. So that's going in your favor. You have the defense, which I think is a rock game in and game out that you can lean on. You have size. You have scoring to chase the Golden State Warriors if needed. And you have a great transition game that can set a tone if you're piling up stops. I think the physicality of this series is going to catch up to the Warriors fast. I think the amount that the Celtics are going to send big wings at their smaller guards on defense is going to hurt them the way it did Kyrie, the way it did Durant. Um, They can spread it out more offensively, so it's going to go right down to the wire. They're going to have a comeback win that I'm sure is just going to look devastating, much like some bad losses that they had over the last two rounds here. But the Celtics have bounced back from everything. I mean, 7-0 after losses is insane. Jimmy mentioned the road success of this team. Seven wins before the finals is the most ever by a team or tied for most ever by a team. Ever by teams. I mean, that's road success. It's almost. No, it's a valuable stat. It's a valuable stat. And they won a road game seven. They won a home game seven. They've done it all. They've seen everything. This isn't going to be any different. This isn't the old Warriors. Again, I'm not saying it's going to be easy and there's going to be some shocking moments in this series that have really challenged them and all the frustrating tendencies that we talk about with the Celtics are going to carry over. But I think back to 08, Nick, they got brought to seven a couple of times. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. hit a wall a few times. They had a huge mm-hmm. deficit against the Lakers that they had to overcome. Mm-hmm. When we talk about... When we talk but that about that team's all- mental toughness was never in question. I think what was well, in question, what was in this question? is the longest non-prediction in the history of mankind. Losses? Yeah, what is the prediction? First of all, I like to. I want to say I, I, I feel better about my prediction after Bobby going because he kind of said everything I was feeling without actually saying it. But Bobby, finish up. What did Bobby predict in this? What are you saying? Give Celtics. us the pick, dude. Yeah, Celtics. In seven, they're gonna win right here in San Francisco. Let's go. I, hope right. John, I, I hope you're right. So and John's uh, gonna be there. Yeah, John's so let me be there. Maybe. So let me tell you this, guys. What, J- Jimmy, there. what would I'm be the in wrestling terms? What's the opposite of a heel turn? Like when a villain turns good. Are you going there? I'm just asking. Is there a term for it? I don't know. Because right now, I wish I had it. I oh. would just pull my hard hat out of nowhere, oh, plop no. it on my head, and go full Toscano right now. Oh but, my god! Look, I said at the Celtics. Celtics, though, you want? I to. said no, no, no. That's what I mean. It's the opposite of a heel turn. I'm the this good is guy. A championship now. team. Can't you feel it? Come on, no. John. 
Literally, none of you guys understand what I'm saying right now. I'm saying I was the bad guy. And what's the opposite of going from bad guy to good good guy? guy? You're the good guy. M. Night Shyamalan. You're the hero. You're the... So what I'm trying to say is I'm picking the Celtics. Whoa! But nobody's listening. Um, And here's why. I think Golden State State is overrated. Um, I I think they're good, but I don't think they're great. I think they're beatable. I think the Celtics are going to bully them. I think the Celtics are going to assert their will. I think uh, Boston's going to go in there and win game one and shock them. Um, They are. And I think they're going to go in and they're going to take game one and everyone's going to be like, whoa. And Golden State's going to have to recalibrate a little bit. And yes, they're going to have one of their crazy shooting games. And yes, I'm even factoring in a Celtics absolute friggin' meltdown, you know, blowing an 11 point lead with, with, you know, there'll be one with 27 seconds left. And like, we'll, we will absolutely tear each other (laughs) apart. Uh, And that's going to happen, but I still have the Celtics. I have the Celtics in seven because they're going to shoot themselves in the foot and give away two games. Mm -hmm. I think if they played it clean, they would win it. They would win it in fewer games. It's going to go seven because they're going to, they're going to Miami this thing. They're going to blow a couple that they should win. And it's going to go seven and they are going to win it out there. And it's going to be a party out in San Fran and, and, uh, and we're going to have fun. So last that's time they won it in seven, I'm, I'm Bobby was there. That, and there was a shooting, wasn't there in Milwaukee? Huh? John, I'm seeing in like the chat that what you what you did is called turning face. That's turning face. Doing. Thank ah. you. That's the term I'm looking for. You turning face. You guys are like, oh, John, you're gonna be. No, I'm trying to tell you, I'm the good guy now. Because I'm you the said good I, guy. Wish I, I wish I could. I wish I was, and then you. Then no, you actually, I said. I, hope, I want to make this clear. I hope I'm wrong. But no, Nick, sorry. We're 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 on the ship right now. We're still sailing the seas. I'll be the villain. Yeah, you're 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 on a lifeboat somewhere begging for us to pull you back up. Begging for you. I'll wait till they, they are gonna win game one. For a, game one for is set up for server. Game one is set up for Dear diary. I don't want you to think I'm a doomer boomer, Dave. Man, I'm always in the plus here. What's funny is as soon as we end this show, I'm gonna text you guys my real pick, which is Warriors and Five. Me too, me too. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I, I am going with the Celtics. I am going with the Celtics. Real. We're all on record here. We need to get Joe Sway's. We gotta do Joe Sway phone. Nick name. Nick's new nickname is the Doomer Boomer. That's all it. Doomer takes. Doomer Boomer takes. <laughs> Listen, there's <laughs> nothing wrong. <laughs> It's I am the NBA finals. The Doomer yeah, Boomer. And people are going to call us homers and stupid stuff. There are a lot of reasons to actually believe that the Celtics are going to win this series. Sure like if for, for those, I, I hate Brew, I like it. But if you think the Celtics are just going to roll over and die, you're a casual. It should be even. watching the NBA. <laughs> It should be even. I was, I was. You never go full Toscano. No, no. I, I, I was kind of stunned seeing talking. the whole. I was stunned seeing the Bobby still hasn't given his prediction. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bobby. He just changed it to Golden State. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, and the ball is tipped stunned. up, and we're underway here in San Francisco. And Bobby's like, and stu- that's why I think that the Celtics are gonna win. Go ahead. It's, I'm, I'm just stunned the full slate of Warriors predictions that are out there, and to your overrated point, John, I think outside of Boston, everyone in the world probably thinks the Warriors are gonna win this, just because of the past. But things Casual. have changed. The Celtics have gone through a lot, battle-tested, match up well. I think there's a lot of reason for the Warriors to worry about this series. And to your point, John, you made a lot of good ones. I just don't think they feel it yet. 
You got Green saying, "Oh, we got to watch the Rob Lob," and you know, they're being nice, but guys. they're not ready yeah. to. They're going to get punched in the mouth, and it's going to be a little bit surprising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're almost, they like, they're almost like patting hey. the Celtics on the head, like, "Oh, look at these guys, the young guys, the first time. They're so good. They deserve to be here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're Real just going to get punched. Real quick, shameless plug. I want to thank this commenter, new sub. If you're out there and you're watching, you're watching for the first time or you've been watching and for some reason, God, I don't know why you've yet to subscribe. Please subscribe. Subscribe, like, comment, share your friends, ring the bell, turn on the notifications. You'll be notified when we go live. We do this all the time. This is what we do. Okay. Uh, We're going to be going live in three years. We haven't missed a game in three years, guys. We're going live throughout the finals. Every night, there's going to be some form of show here. And obviously, starting tomorrow with a post-game show that we expect packed. So, again, you want to hang out with us. You want to chat. We're going to break records. As much fun as we like to have, the chat is fun. Uh, As obviously, you guys all kind of, you know, dig the conversation you like to hang out chat is great our discord channel is a great place to head over if you haven't done that and you want to check it out um go to our discord channel and give out the rage there tonight you're going for it doomer rage yeah okay (laughs) i may do it i may go for the we can do it discord right here i think it's on the screen there it is clsmedia.com slash discord subscribe to our youtube channel subscribe to our celtics all access youtube channel twitter flooded it with content today a ton of stuff from the finals and it's still coming bobby manning's got a bunch of stuff um he was out at nba media day all day great content you can get there it's not live but it's terrific stuff um so make sure you do that follow us on twitter all of our handles are up here on the screen as well if you want to give us a follow by all means we'll tell you when we're new stuff is coming and when we're about to go live so again definitely um hang out for those of you new to the party welcome and we hope to see you guys again uh as the uh you know geez this thing could go on three weeks here so we could be doing this thing for a while yeah, do sure. it. i'm getting sick of you guys i need a little uh, off season yeah oh yeah you'll be in a week that, after yeah. the off season when are we doing our first free somebody <laughs> somebody tell nick i'm taking july off take it baby you could take john for what you do take it all off take no take, don't take it. it all off but take any day you want. Take off. it off. Especially no. when, when basketball, or just not in football or basketball. You know, unfortunately, we don't cover. Jimmy basketball. knows this all too well when we were at NBC together. The sports calendar is not very friendly to vacation time. There was basically like a I'm little lost. bit of time in March we could I could take, and then maybe you know, July. And that's it. That's and only the first couple of weeks of July, because then Patriots training camp. So yeah. Season, yeah. There's not Take a lot the of time as much as you can when you can because it's nonstop. July fourth, free agency called off the friggin' called off Gordon called Hayward. off Nantucket for that friggin'. Got, you almost got divorced. Yeah, <laughs> twice. Anyway, trade, like a bunch of stuff. Yes, yeah. all of that stuff. It never ends. It never ends. But again, thank you guys. It's been awesome uh, to have the uh, uh, the the people out there in the community, and it's really a great uh, great group. Uh, so we enjoy tomorrow. it, and we're just getting started on our finals run. Guys, final thoughts before we wrap it, and obviously we have a big post game show tomorrow. Final final this is going to be an all timer. This is going to be one of the great finals ever. I just got to say, I didn't see it coming. It's been 10 years. I feel like the Celtics are back in their rightful place contending for a title. And I'm so fucking happy for that guy, Bobby Manning, 
who's out there after all the sacrifices he did this season. He's out there covering the biggest game on earth this weekend and, and for the next two weeks. So kill it, Bobby. Is there a win or lose? We win. Thank I'm you. I'm to see that Bobby Manning final drip. I know a lot of people are asking for it. So I hope he Bobby, I want well. you putting the Gatorade on email like they did with Doc. I want it to be you. That's going to be the meme if we win in game seven. I hope Bobby pressed the suit. That is a good one. I hope he presses suits. No, I mean, my, my quick thoughts is this, like, let's go. I mean, this is what it's all about. Two teams get to this point. You know, there's so many yep. ups and downs throughout the season. Fan, I mean, I, I know the fans are fired up. You know, it, like for, it's, it's great for the fans to, to be in this position, too, because last year, I've said it a, a few times, I couldn't have been more embarrassed to be, uh, you know, if I was a Celtics fan. I, I, it's one of the most embarrassing seasons in a long, long time, and really the last couple. So to have to be in this situation right now is it's almost like a pinch yourself moment if you're a fan. So everybody, I just want you guys to enjoy it. Don't get too high or too low after game one. Just uh, just enjoy it. You know, go for the ride. Enjoy the enjoy the enjoy the trip as we're as we're on right now. Yeah. By okay. the way, Nick's, Nick's happy for me. I'm thrilled for Eme. What an accomplishment! Year one. Because you guys are close. Tight. Yeah. You guys are tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nick, you're the history guy. Yeah, how many coaches, too, Bobby? The first, how many I mean, coaches this is the go first, to the finals their first year ever? Well, in Celtics history, it's Casey Jones, and that's that's it. Tommy didn't. Red didn't. Um, Fitch didn't. Ford all right, didn't. All right. Save us the history. Save so the it was just that. Casey Jones and and Ime Udoka. I mean, come on, guys. We I mean, we we knew who he was. But we didn't have a frigging. I mean, we yeah, didn't know. Yeah, Casey in '84. Yep, um, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is amazing. The right but again, the difference between KC is he had a terrific yeah, team that just tuned out Bill Fitch the year yeah. before and a championship caliber team. He may really turn something around here, and it's pretty so, good. And I know some of the same core, but it is impressive. So. Well, and one other thing too, John. He may coaches the balls off it. KC let the the, the yeah. smartest team go out there and do play. stuff, guys. Yeah, I mean, it was easy. Right. You're, you're good at this. Yeah. Um, so that stuff's great. Again, we're back tomorrow, so please hang out, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. Bobby Manning's killing it already on day one. We got Josue Pavone heading out there as well tomorrow. Sherrod's right. out there as well, so we'll be fully covered Triple in team. San Francisco uh, covering the game, and we'll be bringing you post-game stuff uh, tomorrow as well as a bunch of other things. So, again, stay with all our channels. There's content just all day long, clnsmedia.com, CLNS All Access, our main YouTube channel, Discord server, Twitter, all over the place, a bunch of stuff going up on our Instagram as well. Check it all out. Thanks, guys. We will see you tomorrow night. Go Seas.